I would say mindfulness is it's a lifestyle of awareness, you know, but mm. being aware objectively, non-judgmentally, being present to the moment, it's a, it's a self-mastering tool. This is a Therapy for Dads podcast. I am your host. My name is Travis. I'm a therapist, a dad, a husband. Here at Therapy for Dads, we provide content around the integration of holistic mental health, well-researched evidence-based education, and parenthood. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Therapy for Dads podcast. I'm so excited to have this guest on. We met, actually, I was on. I was a guest on their show, and I say their because it's this guest plus another. I'm not going to reveal the name yet. I don't know why I'm being so elusive. But if you're watching this, the good news is, is that we are, we're, we're vibing similarly. We both have, we have the black, we have the... I don't know if this is like a dad thing. I don't, you know, if it's just a guy thing, but, or if it's post, you know, in it's the New 40s York thing. thing. Over here. Yeah. It's a New York thing. Well, it's a California yeah. thing too, but exactly. my wife says I look good in black. So we, we, he got the, he got the memo. We're matching. Before we jump into this conversation today, I want to welcome, I want to welcome Will. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. It's great to be on your show. It's good to connect with you again. I really enjoyed our conversation and you know, the information that we brought to our show, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, here we are. I, I really appreciate this opportunity to, to speak with you, connect with you, but also, uh, you know, have a conversation that can help more men. Yeah, I'm, and that's why I had you on and why I enjoyed talking with you and John. So, so how, real quick of how I met, how yeah. I met Will, I was a guest on his podcast along with John McCaskill, who is a retired Navy SEAL, and their podcast is called Men Talking Mindfulness, which it's exactly how it sounds. It's straight up <laughs> being mindful. <laughs> and yeah, and it's great. And I stumbled upon their podcast. I don't know how the algorithm, I think, I think through Anson, uh, another guest I've had on the show who who is also also trying to help men, and he's a neuroscientist. He has the app Mental. I think he's friends with John, and then I saw something connected us, the universe, whatever you want to call it. We connected. I got to talk on their app on their podcast, and I had such a great time connecting that I've had John on, which is going to be released. I think in a week or two, and then now Will. And just a quick little bio who Will is. The reason why Will and I vibed is that one, first and foremost, he's been practicing yoga, meditation, mindfulness for well over 14 years. He lives in New York. He has been publicly recognized in New York yoga world, New York City yoga world, teachers, which is pretty incredible. He co-hosts Men Talking Mindfulness with, with John McCaskill. And he also, he told me about this really cool kind of certificate training he's getting through, right. through Stanford called Applied Compassion training and he's going to be called he's he's going to be an ambassador of compassion like to me i'm like what what a what a what a title an ambassador of compassion like it just sounds like you want to be with this guy like oh, i need more compassion yeah. in my life like we all do we all do so that, that's that's will yeah. a little bit about will and and why i wanted him on one his experience and kind of what his his training and also just we, i think we just really uh, had a great connection and talked easily and that was i, I like you know, like having people on like this. So anything else we need to know about you, Will? Like obviously you're from New York. I'm California. Any other cool yeah. information uh, or? I don't know. I mean, like, no, nah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a, it's, it's been fun to, to work in this space, you know, mindfulness, but like just because our show is called Men Talking Mindfulness, it's for everybody. And it just happens mm. to be two dudes talking about mindfulness. People, a lot of people think it's just for men, which has kind of worked for us, you know, because we really, we've, we've delved into a lot more conversation conversation about men and masculinity mm. and what gets all hung up and yeah uh you know and it's just been a real incredible adventure 
for mm-hmm. me, not just with the podcast, but just because I'm like a tall, straight dude in the yoga community here in New York, like that immediately just started attract attracting like regular dudes that just were uh-huh. seeking these practices. So, you know, and then, you know, not even really like I was called forward to work with men kind of by its own need, I guess. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like it's something I was like, I'm going to go work with men. It's just like, we're, you know, the, the calling kind of came to me. I'm like, yeah, I need to heed this call. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, here we are. Like, I, I appreciate connecting to, the, you know, you today because you're helping so many guys out there and putting our heads together, you know, and our voices together and our wisdom and experience together to help and just have a conversation to help more men is just exactly where we're supposed to be. Yeah. And, and that piece right there, like working together to help more men. And I think, I think really it's about building bridges and community and relationship that we all have something to offer. And we're all, we all have a heart and passion for men to help men to be more holistically healthy. And it's not about competition. I'm not, I'm not fighting you. It's more about learning from, from, you know, being able to learn from you and John and then glean, you know, glean that information and integrate into what I'm doing. And, and then helping, it's like, how do we build a community of help and aid and camaraderie, which is kind of what we need versus that kind of solo, isolative, kind of rigid masculinity where we can get stuck in like, it's just me and I'm the lone wolf and I don't need anyone's help. And, you know, that's the yeah. kind of guys we're trying to reach is those kind of men who are like maybe stuck in that. And and, right. and that's great that men have been coming to you of like, hey, I'm this yeah skinny white guy, you know, straight white guy doing yoga in New York. <laughs> and I might be, I'm kind of the odd man out maybe considering. And so it's, I'm drawing some some men that may have not stepped into this place for various reasons, but you know what, let's jump in and talk. So today's topic is mindfulness and, you know, one, what is it? Why, why should men care about it? You know, is it just this fluffy thing that people do? Is it just something that like, you know, Zen Buddhists do, you know, what is it really? But before we go there, can you, did you, I'm guessing you had a little bit of a journey story about how you got to doing mindfulness. Was that something you always did or was it kind of like, was there an evolution of, of will or? I I guess the kind of the origin story of how it all kind of started. It's, you know, actually my first kind of mindfulness journey experience was starting to journal. Like Mm. I was, I found myself in a really dark spot, like having a broken heart, like I got over 20 years ago. And I just, you know, my, the model of what I thought the world is and should be and how I should live in the world and the things I should be doing just completely shattered and, Mm. you know, left a really gaping hole in my mind, my heart, my place in the world. And I was really lost, like really, really, really lost. I was like, you know, living that, I guess the, how do you want to call it? Like the the story of my parents, the story of our family, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, and I'm thinking it's a story for a lot of men, you know, especially, yeah. you know, being raised, I mean, let's talk about men and something like I was that man and, and I still am in some ways, but being like provider, protector, conqueror. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, go out and crush and conquer the corporate world, you know, go out and, you know, so I started working at this pharmaceutical company with my biology degree and, you know, put four or five years in and, you know, then I was also looking for that, you know, next piece, like, you know, how do you be, you know, the provider, the protector is like, well, you need a wife or you need a girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, you need a house. So I was like looking to kind of, you know, live that the rest of the story. And yeah. as I got into the love and the relationship, like I said, it just, it all broke apart. And I was mm. like, what, what's my life? That led me to uh, journaling. That led me to move to New York as like, I was, I never had an opportunity uh, to really express myself creatively. Cause I was always like, I was a, you know, six foot three. I was able to like, I was quite an athlete growing up, played basketball through college and I was kind of rewarded. And I think a lot of men can identify this as well. It's like, we're, rewarded for our athletic prowess 
you know, yeah. and, you know, and just being able to be skillful and to be do amazing things with your body, like dunk a basketball and all this stuff and like play really good ball. And, you know, everyone's like, yeah, look at him, look at my son, you know, look at, and, you know, and I just was, I didn't know any better. I just went through school, you know, came out with a degree in biology, you know, got a, my first job. And then I started, you know, then, then life really hit me in the face with this, this mm. breakup I went through. And, and then it just, I was really, really lost. And it was what, it wasn't just random journaling. It was through this book called The Artist's Way, which hmm. you know has been out there for quite a while with an amazing author called, her name is Julia Cameron. And uh, you know, this just started to wake me up in ways that the whole book is basically the whole idea that you know everybody's a creative and it's like, what do you want to do with this creative energy and source mm. that you have inside of you? So, you, you know, so it's kind of stripping you down, you know, through the journaling over this like 12 week kind of course that's part of this book and then building it back up and you know i realized that i was totally on the wrong path didn't know exactly what the next path should be but left my job uh, started to act moved to new york i was in philadelphia time moved to new york city you know was getting on stage on soap operas and just started to really like explore myself creatively but also like in you know one of the busiest cities in the world at the same time So it really demanded a lot of, you know, things that I didn't know, like, you know, just to trust Mm. that, like, I have the ability to make a massive shift. And part of what really helped me to sustain and and maintain, you know, this confidence and the courage and and just the the resilience needed to live in such a incredibly competitive and and difficult a city to live in because it's it's costly. There's, you know, the kind of the best of the best are here, you know, so is how I kind of started to dive deeper to these practices. Also, it's like I wanted to be more present and be more emotionally available when I'm, you know, on stage and on camera. So I started meditating. And then that kind of right around the same time, I started practicing yoga. And Mm -hmm. that just really helped me to access my body in a different way instead of it being rewarded for making a great jump shot or slam dunking a basketball. So that it just, it just slowly like, I've kind of feel like I've been guided in this way. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know what, Will? Okay, you opened up. You know, you've had this epiphanal moment in your life. Like, you know, thanks for trusting that, you know, that that this these things can happen. I feel like yeah. I've been partially carried forward in this regard, too. And, like, you know, even the podcast just kind of it all started to happen organically. Like, mm-hmm. all the work I've been doing in the yoga world and helping men has all kind of happened organically. And yeah. I think it's coming from that place of just being open, being you know, a present, you know, living mm. through my heart, living, being a passionate guy and, and just a willingness to, to make a difference in the world. Yeah. And thanks for sharing that, that, that story of a, your kind of evolution of movement through that. And it started with a significant breakup, which got you to a pretty dark place. And, yeah. and then, you, but I'm wondering, like, was it just like, I'm gonna read this book or did someone like say, Hey, you should read this book. Like, I'm, I wonder uh, if we yeah, can no, capture that. Yeah. What well, I mean, there? it's funny, like, you know, she, in her book, The Artist's Way, she kind of talks about these moments and they, she they mm. calls them synchronicities. And mm. actually somebody, like actually the woman I was dating uh, uh, at the time, and just be kind of maybe a month or so before, you know, the demise of our relationship, someone just handed me the name of this book. She goes, I think that you would benefit from this book. And I just wrote it on a pamphlet, put it in my back pocket and, you know, didn't think about it and didn't even wear those pants for like a couple months or something like that relationships over i'm devastated i wear these pants i reach my back pocket get this pamphlet i'm like Mm. this is early days of amazon so like i'm talking like 90 
you know, something like that. Okay. Or no, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. like probably like 2000, 2001. Yeah. yeah. And I just researched this book. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'll just order this book, see what happens. Comes mm. in. And I was like, again, I was just such at a loss that I'm like, let's just dive in. Right away, okay. she just, yeah, she just, I just dove in and just started reading the book. And, you know, it was, she's just, anytime I really, even now I start struggling or, or struggling with some aspect of who I am or, or my creative pursuits and what I'm doing, there's always something in that book that can help me. And it just took me on this ride and, and I'm still riding. Yeah. I've <laughs> so, actually never heard of the book. I need to grab a copy yeah. on Amazon in 2023. I'm sure I'll get it quickly, but I need to grab it. It's great. And it's really, it's, it's, it's just, I mean, it's like, it, yeah, I mean, the, the journaling is, it was really helpful. Like as far as like, it would be every morning, just journaling stream of thought, you know, just mm. kind of a brain drain kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And it just really helped me to get in touch with myself in a way that I've never communicated with myself in the world before. So. Yeah. I'm, de- I'm a big advocate for journaling and, and my healing process too. I did a lot of journaling when I was in therapy mm-hmm. early on in my early twenties and really found it life giving. And yeah. I'm a big advocate now when I'm working with men and, and to say, Hey, this is, you know, this is going to be, this is a powerful tool and we use it for different things. And so it's, it's, it's what a serendipitous, you know, experience too, of like going from the, the breakup and then wearing the pants and like, okay, I'm just going to almost like I'm open to anything. I'm, I'm struggling. Right. Let me just right. do something. Right. And it's kind of like your own, you know, rock bottom in a way of like emotionally. Yep. It's like, okay, let me do something. Cause I'm just a wreck right now. Right. And then, you know, flash forward. Now it's like, you've been doing it for fi- almost 15 years and you're teaching it and, and yeah. you know, getting all That this- was like 20, it was 20, 2001 is when I started okay. like the actual, like not teaching, but the, the journey. So the it's journaling. been like 22 yeah. years. Like it's, it's, I can't believe it. I'm shocked. Yeah. What do you, could you ever anticipate this? Like looking back 20, you know, back then no, to today? Not at all. Not at all. There's like, you know, I, I've just, yeah, not at all. But it's like it's it's I I love what I'm doing, where I'm sitting, how things are going and where where they are going. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got to meet too from this whole process, which is yeah, really exactly, cool. Yeah, exactly. And you know, now sharing a bit about your story of kind of how you got here. You're now, you know, you're an advocate for this. You teach it, you talk about it, you do a podcast mm-hmm. about it, you do yoga, you you know, professionally, you do retreats, you do all these yeah. things. Could you you know, if you were to define mindfulness, because people, I think there's different definitions of how people say it, what they say, like, how would you, how would Will define, like, what is mindfulness? I would say well, mindfulness, it's just, it's a, it's a lifestyle of awareness, you know, but mm. being aware objectively, non-judgmentally, being present to the moment. And, and just like, I think it's a, it's a self-mastering tool is really what it is. Cause if you, and it's, it just, the practices are, I mean, mindfulness is just like, being mindful and being intentional with your with your how you're living and what you're doing and how you're feeling and how you're interacting with the world you know the practices of mindfulness like whether it's breath work or meditation or journaling or like drawing or you know so many different practices or you know, eating mindfully you know all helps you to maintain that presence which is important for mindfulness because if I'm present mm-hmm. I'm here you know then I can also you know I can orient myself to the here and now and then from this place I can take myself where I want to go versus mm. like most people and that aren't present and mindful and, and kind of more awake to their life. Yeah, they usually are, are, they live in reaction to the world or the expectations mm. of who they should be and what they should be doing. And, and they never really get to know themselves. And that's a big part of this too, is like getting to know yourself and also not just all the wonderful things that you can do, but also mm. the ugly sides that are, that are still might be trapped inside that you can do something about. And uh-huh. it's just, it's powerful. And so it's like, it eventually just becomes like a lifestyle is, is mm-hmm. really what it turns into. Because like once you, my experience and the experience that 
you know, I hear often with people I'm working with, it's like once you do wake up and once you kind of do have that, those moments of presence and once you, you know, feel or have the experiences of, of from practicing and then incorporating those practices in your life, like you don't want to go back because you're no yeah. longer like you're awake instead of being, mm-hmm. you know, always clouded by the fog of distress or whatever else kind of is going on for you. You know, number one, you have a way to get out of that fog of distress. And number two, you know, you, you get to know the power that's within all of us. And then what do you do with that power is what's next. I love what you said. It's a, uh, a self-mastering tool. Yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. That, that's what I'd, yeah, that's where I'd go. Self-mastering. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking of men that I've worked with and even that language, a self-mastering tool, it, it seems I'm thinking of those guys, especially who maybe haven't done yoga or meditation or therapy. It's right. like, that's, that sounds like some language that might capture. Like, I want to be a self-master like that. Even that it's in more imitational. I feel like a self-mastering tool. I mean, it very much is in line with like a discipline of doing, you know, training right. the mind. And, you know, I, li- I like how you said that. That's great. And, and with that, I definitely want to talk to you about what you hear, but what are some barriers to guys doing this initially to mindfulness practice when they first come to see you? Well, uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot, there, there's a lot, you know, I think they, I think the first is they're often a, men are afraid to deviate from the tribe, you know, the tribe of, mm-hmm. you know, the masculinity that they know, which has been called like, you know, confined masculinity, toxic masculinity, and really just like coming back to what I said earlier, the way I was living, and you know, I still see this from a lot of men in my family and a lot of men that I know are just that protect, provider, conqueror role, you mm-hmm. know, and, and they only, you know, they only access or, and allow us to really express ourselves and do things and, and take jobs that, that access those three ways of being. So like, so getting out of that mindset, it could be very challenging because, you know, men like we, we, we act, like you said earlier, like lone wolves and typical, but it's also we're very aware of what other guys are doing. And you don't want to kind of rock the boat sometimes because, you know, we're kind of shamed back into those roles in, in so many ways, which I'm sure you've had many conversations that about that or know that about that shame. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So so that's the first barrier. And then another barrier I see typically in the yoga room or with breath work or meditation is like men want to be awesome at it immediately. Mm. You know what I mean? They want to be fucking great at something they've never done before. <laughs> it's impossible, you know? So, <laughs> and men suffer often with a lot of impatience and yeah. <laughs> all the things that are required to, you know, like do anything successfully, right. you know, or, or just kind of take on a new practice. And there's a lot of humility involved as well as you mm. get to know yourself and wake up. When we go on these retreats, they'll be like, you know, I hear a lot of men talk about, God, I've never realized I was such an asshole. <laughs> it's like, you know, and then it's like, what are you doing when you wake up yeah. to the fact that you've been an asshole a lot of your life, you know? And um, th- yeah, those I'd say are, are the big ones. It's just, and uh, another one is just the willingness to try, the, will, the courage it takes to self-reflect, the courage it takes to mm. sit, to get still, you know, to take time for yourself. That's another thing, like a lot of within those roles that I talked about earlier, you're looking out for everybody else or looking to cover your ass in some way. You know, right. looking to, you know, be more successful than someone else. Whereas mm. like, what, what if you just get inside of you and what's really in there? And then, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's quite a journey for a lot of men, but it's what's, and I think like you, you I'm sure you know this as well, or what your, your experience too is like when that light does go on for men, they become oh. the best students, man. And, and then they want to uh, share with everybody. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think part of it is that, like you said, and those things are still prevalent to this day. In fact, I just had one of my old professors on, I released an episode of the podcast mm -hmm. and he's a, he's been studying like men and masculinities for 27 years. So he's in the research and doing the research, you know, started initially through feminism lens and in, in graduate school and, and PhD, kind of what initially brought him in, but started working with men and like saying, I'm seeing these themes here. And then started seeing kind of what we're talking about and noticing that men are, you know, they're, they're stuck, you know, they're, you know, but when they get engaged, like when you captivate them, when they show up and they actually come, like they're in, like they don't want to leave, like, right. like mindfulness or therapy because they, like you said, they become committed because they see the benefit. But sometimes those barriers of like the tribe of like, well, I can only I have to be these rigid roles of like, what a, almost like a, a, a one dimensional view of masculinity, like a very much, right. this is like, th this is it right here. And you got to fit within this, these walls. And if you Stay don't fit in your these walls, yeah. you're out of the tribe or you're neglected or, you know, all those fears. And so they're, They've learned to cope with, I got to stay here. I can't go outside this. This is, just, you know, not safe, dangerous, whatever. And so, but once you get them in, like you, your experience is like, man, once they're, they're hooked because they really see, oh, okay. And now for a short break. So if you're looking for ways to support the show and my YouTube channel, head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash therapy for dads. There you can make a one-time donation or join the monthly subscription service to support all that I'm doing at the intersection of fatherhood and mental health. And all the proceeds go right back into all the work that I'm doing into production, into continue to grow the show to bring on new guests. So again, head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash therapy for dads. Thanks. And let's get back to the show. So what is that kind of shift? Like, how does it shift? Like, what is the awareness of light bulb that goes on of like, oh, this is okay, or this is beneficial? Is there some like themes that you've seen from men that you could share or even from your own experience or both that, have, you know, like, what is that internal state of like, I have to be to this rigid, you know, one dimensional, I got to only provide, you know, this is it to like, oh, this is actually okay and beneficial and really life-giving. Well, I think when... When men, you know, they start, when they get on this path and they start doing the work, they, they realize that they're not losing anything. They're not losing. They're not, they don't ask, you know, it's not about getting out of the provider, mm. protector, conqueror kind of typical masculinity, you know, that we see today. It's this stuff enhances all of that mm. and it creates greater connection to themselves, greater connection to their loved ones and, and, and their work. And they just have, and life gets easier. Because mm. you're being more of an you know a complete human being instead of you know what we call a man you know being a, I fucking love being a man but I love being a mindful man I love being a compassionate uh, man I love being an open man but I'm also still can be a bro you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know no doubt like and I love being a bro you know having bro time and stuff like that but when I when I bring get in those, those situations I'm carrying I'm just bringing all of myself. Not just, mm. you know, the bro and dude self, you know, it's all there, but it's yeah. like enhanced and kind of flavored and with, with like all these skills through mindfulness, but also practicing and realizing that, you know, there's a lot of amazing things that happens to a human being and to a man mm. when they find peace. Yeah. And I think that that's like what you said earlier. It's like what, you know, uh, what kind of turns the light on or how's it kind of, what, how do men get there? Well, uh, I'll tell you a story. Like I've actually through the podcast, like, you know, people know that I'm a teacher. I just had a dude hit me up through LinkedIn. He's like, Hey, Will, I want to start working with you. Never met the mm -hmm. guy before in my life. Like don't know him yeah. at all, but like, you know, so, you know, we connect and, uh, you know, it's, I'm sure you might experience this when on, as a podcaster, <laughs> you know, as soon as like, maybe because you, the word 
therapist next to you, you probably get this too, or maybe it's a little resistance as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's both. But, uh, yeah, I think yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, both. Well, this guy, I just got like, I've never met this guy before in my life. And I think because he hears, you know, everything I talk about on the podcast, he just launches right in. And he's, I'm just going to get really personal right now, Will. And he's like, this guy's like a fucking chief of police. You know, he was a, you know, a a trooper for, you know, decades and stuff like that. Like a manly man, you know what I mean? Right. And he's like, he just goes in uh, and starts talking about, you know, his relation, his marriage and, you know, and, and like all the sacrifices his wife has made and this and that. And it's like, you know, and, uh, you know, they're realizing some gaps in their relationship and she's Mm -hmm. like you should get more mindful you need to do something like you you know and so we got in this whole conversation with him and and he's like hey would you like to talk to my wife i'm like i was like what am i getting myself into like i'm not a therapist (laughs) you know what i mean it's a mindfulness (laughs) teacher you know that have a lot has a lot of skills and practices and can definitely help a lot of people so i talked to his wife i'm gonna and i start with him on saturday and it's like you know for me it's like and after knowing some of his backstory and knowing where he's coming from but knowing like you know he's He's in his fifties now, you know, I'm just going to, you know, what, what really helps men and it's very non-confrontational, like, whereas like mm. maybe something like journaling or, Hey, let's do some yoga or like, you know, could be like, I don't want to do yoga. Yoga is for sissies or, you know what I mean? Whatever people talk mm-hmm. about yoga, I'm just going to get this guy. The first thing for, I think anybody, you know, to really kind of get that first toe on the water, maybe the foot in the path of mindfulness is getting to calm. Mm. And that's the best way to do that is find your breath. And yeah. um, just getting in touch with your breath again, like you're always in touch with it, but you don't realize how incredibly powerful it is until you see where it is in your body, right? You see how you can control more of your breath. I mean, you talk about all the polyvagal, you know, stuff mm-hmm. with your, and it's like, but you have, without the breath, nothing, the door doesn't open. The door stays right. closed because you're locked in, you know, to this, you know, agitated state of stress and anxiety right. and, you know, all the fight, flight, freeze stuff, you know, because you're, you're just, because hormonally you're jacked up, you know, on adrenaline yeah. and cortisol mostly. And, but when you get like to calm and people experience calm and when you get to calm, you get the clarity and you get more connected mm. and all these wonderful seas of the self, you just like, you're like, whoa, like there's just something, <laughs> you know, yeah. when you meet, you know, the world as it is, which you know, it doesn't seem like a very peaceful place sometimes, but like, you know, I always talk about like this quote or mention this quote by Emerson. He's like, adapt to the mm. pace of nature. Her secret oh, is patience. That. Right. And mm. like, when you get like, when you get into that place of peace, which requires patience to be there, like, and that's another skill, but like just to get to peacefulness through the breath yeah. and just to let go of all that burden or just let go mm. of all that chatter of fucking all your obligations and shit and your to, to-do list and your kids. And it's yeah. just like, wow, you just, the door mm. starts to open there. And once that door swings open, typically, unless something very tragic happens that you're never going to forget that experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so that's, that's where I usually start. It's just getting people to get to calm. And yeah. then, and then seeing kind of, and it's unique to most people, you know, like what's maybe next, but you know, mm. the getting to the, you know, I think another thing, and I think we talked about this on our show is like really getting into an embodied experience instead yeah. of just be so mentally and intellectually driven, you know, by all yeah. the, you know, the expectations that have been laid on and whatever yeah. man that is, you know, throughout their lifetime. Yeah. And that, and I like the getting to calm because a lot of guys, you're, it is for women too, but I mean, speaking, yes. trying to speak with men here and of course women, but specifically with guys, I think, I think that chief of police guy, like, you know, yeah. what, he may have never had calm, like actual calm, maybe, you know, right. if, you know, or maybe glimpses, but probably not living there a lot, you know, 
Because right. we, we could move in and maybe having glimpses or moments, maybe on his wedding day. You know, there's we right. always have moments. But by and large, we could be living out of that state of, you know, our, our ventral state, ventral vagal state. Mm. But more on a kind of activated kind of fight flight state, high stress, survival states. And so getting to calm. And when you first introduce that to these kind of guys, is it kind of receptive or do you still sense some of that kind of like hesitation for some guys initially? Yeah. Well, one thing that, you know, but usually by the time a man or any, any man that kind of is tuning into my podcast, listening to the work we're doing, or, you know, they're already like, they've gotten to a point where like what I've been doing isn't working, you know? So they're already receptive enough, you know, they're already open enough to try. Right. And what's so nice about breathing, it's so, it's so simple. Well, it's simple in the sense of like, you're always doing it. You're right. probably not aware of it, but let's just take a little bit deeper and let's just mm. work with a couple of breathing techniques for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And let's talk about that experience, you yeah, know, and yeah, then yeah. let's just deepen that experience a little bit more. And, you know, maybe let's get in our body, you know, and just mm. want you to just feel your body for a moment, you know? Mm. And so it's very, you know, I, I like, uh, I just like to, you know, as, <laughs> as I feel when I'm understanding my role as a teacher, I feel like a kindergarten teacher in some ways. And I'm just like, let's just, you know, I strip it down so much that it's like learning the alphabet, you know, and learning to write and learning to paint, you know, with like primary (laughs) colors, you know, it's just, you know, and, and it's like, and and I say this like not in a disparaging way or not like, you know, I've learned like a lot of stuff in the Stanford course. One thing I learned is like small is all. So you just Mm. like start one small thing and it starts to open up the doorway to all Mm. these different opportunities. And, yeah. uh, and the breath is usually the best way to do that. So the guys that come to me, you know, like, like this guy the other day that hit me up, he's like, you know, he, he's realizing like, I'm, mm. I might lose my wife, you know, I might lose my family, you know, like, I don't want to be that asshole anymore, you know, yeah. and, yeah. you know, and it's just like, I, there's a different way and you can be a mindful asshole. Like you can't, <laughs> you know, you can, you know, it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> that's a funny, it's good. No, you can be, you can be a mindful asshole. That's great. That's well, that's big. Yeah, well, I mean, what is um, like Ram Dass says is like, you're, you know, if you're a, a, a son of a bitch before you're enlightened and then you become enlightened, you're just an enlightened son of a bitch, you know, it's, yeah, like, it's, so, it's like, you know, you're aware, you know what I mean? It's still in there, but I don't have to exercise, you know, like no. these ways of being, I could take a choice, you know, I make a different choice. So oh yeah. my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so good. Well, and even hearing this guy, it seems like to some degree, I think for some guys and not all guys, but I think some guys, there's a theme here that I, even in therapy, sometimes I see is that it, it, it's to some degree, sometimes it take, takes a crisis or something to get them to like waken up. I, I wish it didn't, personally, I wish it didn't have to take a crisis or something like a yep. marriage might be over or whatever or an affair or things like that to like waken. But for a lot of guys, it does. It takes that kind of something to hit to really, which I know there's that, we could talk about philosophy about that, that, you know, dark night of the soul, all these things that make you go and have to reflect because we can get so stuck on mindless automatic pilot, but all of a sudden you have right. this and it forces you to stop. Well, that's um, kind of when I, when I, you know, just like that was my tragedy. tragedy. Like my yeah. heart was broken. And I was just yeah. like, whew, like literally my whole life shattered. And it's just like, right. now what? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Really, and that was mine. I, I, I mean, that's why I went to therapy. Same thing. It was parents finally divorced after years of kind of up and down. And then just finally, finally said, we're actually officially getting divorced, you know, with separation together, separation together. So I was like done with the roller coaster. And then it just hit me one day. I was in grad school for a to- totally different degree and uh, first semester. And then they, I got the phone call. I remember I got the phone call from my mom and saying, hey, we're officially, officially divorcing like papers. I was, And I just, I remember just kind of going like, 
like just kind of zoning out, like just, even though like I've, I've kind of been checked out anyway from it for years because I was done with the, I couldn't do the emotional roller coaster. Like, oh, they're back together yeah. again. Oh, they're separate. Oh, they're back together again because I was, I was done with it. But it just hit me. And I remember kind of numbing out, like just kind of zone, just everything kind of went quiet, like tunnel vision. I remember staring off and seeing hills and just kind of like silent. And I'm like, I think I need to talk to somebody. And so then I did. I started seeing a therapist and I had a recommendation. I never saw a therapist before, never thought about, but I was like, I'm right. sure. You, you trust this person, I'll go talk to him. And then it started my therapy journey. Right. And so wow. I think there is something to say that that was my story, your story. So there is something about hitting that place and right. answering the call, which is, you know, I don't know, not that every man requires that, but I mean, I don't know. It's always an interesting well, concept that that's both well, our stories. I, well, I, I think that's like one thing that gets in the way. I'm like, just we're talking about here. It's like, okay, when when do we get help or when's the moment like we realize like, oh wait, I'm, I've been going about this wrong. I think one of the things that, prevents us from like seeking help is the fact that we don't talk about our problems very often we're women yeah right they talk about everything you know what i mean so so they're used to talking they're used to sharing they're used to being open they're used to you know you know having someone listen to them whereas like man it's like shit like you know you know until i you know have the group of friends of, of friends that i have now like i can probably count on one hand the number of really deep meaningful conversations i had with my friends Hmm. You know, like, you know, cause it's just like, we're, I, I think we, because of that in our kind of social structures with men, because we don't really, we don't, we're not, uh, we don't away or kind of are with each other in that way. Like we lose the skills of communicating effective, of really listening, you know, like, you know, not being judgmental, just holding space or just, you know, like one thing that another thing with men that, you know, we definitely know is like, you know, we like to solve problems, you know, mm -hmm. we like to negotiate with them. Like we want to be, yeah. you know, cause we get uncomfortable when other people, a lot of men are vulnerable with us. It's like, Oh wait, what's this guy doing? Like, Oh, let's yeah. just fix the problem versus like yeah. all your, a lot of people, all I need to do is just be listened to, you know, and they yes. can walk themselves into the answer very often. So like, I think that's another thing that we have as men working against us is just this lack of communication the you know, the lack of communication skills that are really advantageous to, to really holding space for somebody. So, and why yeah. do you think that is from you, from your experience, even anecdotally, why do you think that's hard for a lot of men to hold space or just even listen to others? Where do you think uh, I don't think it's been modeled. Uh, I don't think it's been modeled, you okay. know, like depending on the type of dad you have or the type of family you have or the type of men you're around, right? We just don't mm -hmm. talk about our problems, right? Or like, mm -hmm. you know, when we do, I mean, of all like the books I've read, you know, with this <laughs> podcast, it's just like, you know, vulnerability is weakness. Talking mm -hmm. about your feelings is weak, right? right? And, you know, and that's like, just to come back, we said earlier, it's like, you, you gotta, even though the tribe is, the tribe is difficult to be a part of sometimes because of all of its weird rules that are unwritten, but like, yeah. we know when we step out of line, uh, that we're going to be shamed back in line. So it's just like, that's, I feel the big origin for it. So therefore we grow mm -hmm. up and we become men, you know, at like whatever age. And, and, and then, you know, we start, then we have these moments where like, oh my God, my life is crumbling before me, my marriage. And it's just like, now what? And then it's uh, like yeah. after years and years and years of being kind of calcified and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, hardened in, in just being in one way, it's really tough to open up because mm -hmm. there are layers and layers and layers of, of, uh, you know, expectations of masculinity that have been placed on you know every mostly most men yeah. that we're not you know we just like now what like how do i how do i talk about my feelings that's another thing it's yeah like, you know it's like you know the emotional yeah. vocabulary between men and oh, women i i bet would be like 10 to 1 right or yeah. more yeah <laughs> unless they had yeah unless they had training and we're not talking about the guys right. who've had 
you know, right. maybe intentional fathers and mothers. Or, or me like and you. Really help. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or yeah, you and me. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we're the elite. You know, yeah. we are the. Uh, you know. Um, <laughs> we're a special. We're yeah. in a special category. <laughs> maybe we're part of the category of the mindful assholes. No. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there you go. <laughs> but you know, it's like I think a lot of you're right. I think it's 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 survival. And this I I, I keep coming. I've been wrestling with this. I think a lot of men are just stuck in their own survival state. So it's more of that. You know, because I think the biggest question I get and set my DMs is from partners or sisters or mothers say, how do I reach my husband, partner, son, dad? Like, how do I get them into therapy? And I, I get that that's, that's the number, that's the, I think if I take a poll, that is the thing that's sent to me the most, like as far as private DMs among anything else, asking, hey, I love what you're doing. How do I get my dot, dot, dot to, to, to do this? And I think because I do believe that these men do need some care and, and healing and help and, and, and support, but they're Typically, these guys are stuck in their own isolative, lone wolf, rigid, don't, you know, all the stuff that we've talked about, the vulnerability, it's weakness. And I can't, I can't show this. I have to be the provider. I got to, I got to only be the provider protector. And if I'm not, then I'm nothing. And so I, the one thing I tend to say, and you, I'd be curious to see what you would say, is that the first thing we have to approach, which is genuine curiosity and, and listening to them and yeah. really allowing that. And that could take time. And that's the hard part. Like, it's not always right. going to be. I listen one conversation. Now they should just be able to do this. Like they have, they have to also be in a place where they something inside of them is willing to, to change or, or do something different. But it's always going to start with listening without judgment, which is hard to do because often there's there's stuff in these relationships. Often there's some hurt there, and then that's that's why I think it's sometimes complicated. It can be complicated, and and you have to wait and be willing to kind of what are you willing to do? But if you listen and get to know them, what you'll find is that there's a story there. There's always right. a story. Just like these women, these partners have stories. It's like there's there's a story here that, I, and I always wonder, do you know his story? Like how well do you know his story? And I would say, you know, and, and, and even in therapy, when I do couples work. Part of what I do initially is having them hear each other's story. And I'm modeling that by asking and, and having the, you know, more so with the guy listening in. Um, I don't say that to him, but often it's more of that, you know, and, and also then having the, the, the wife or partner listening to the guy's story of, hey, what do you, do you know why he does what he does, why he acts this way? And then you, then you see, you, you see the empathy go up. Like, I had no idea. Like, I had no idea this is what he did. And this makes sense now. And then he even hears her story and starts to kind of something clicks in him. And so once we do that, rather than kind of putting him on the defensive, like, well, you just need to change. Because when we do that, I think you're going to come right up against his defenses of like, what do you mean I need to change? I'm not the problem. Because you're going to push right up against his his survival mechanism is defending. Like, right. that's what he's done his whole life is defend himself that and that inner child that's been wounded of like, no, I'm never going to be hurt again. So if you, as soon as you like point and do this, like you've you're not going to get that guy coming back. Which is sad because that's what we need. But if we have to find a way to reach those men, and it's not going to be through blaming, shaming. You need to change, no, even if never. even if I know they need to change. Like I know that, you know that, right? Yeah. Uh, and sure, even deep down, he he probably even knows that. But he, it's almost like that part of him is inaccessible because it's been so walled up. And I see this on social media too, all the time. You know, and it's like if we could help, and the work you're doing, the work that John's doing, I think too. It's like what I love what you do is like, dude, you got an ex Navy SEAL on there. It's like. If you want to talk about like, you know, Great I'm combo. putting quotes, manly, like yeah, this American manly gladiator, man, American, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> yeah. epitome. You're like, oh, maybe I'll just do a seal. Right. And, and, but then you hear right. him, you're like, dude, this is, there's a whole is you see the, you see the, the kind of the 4k, like the, you know, the 4d of like, yeah, he's got these, these, these character traits. And that's, that's a, that's a part of who the whole person of John is, or even yourself. Like these are pieces. Mm -hmm. And my, my professor research, he said, you know, Traditional masculinity traits aren't evil. 
they're not bad. No. It's oh, when they become rigid. That's right. when they get you in trouble. Right. Um, exactly. And so how do we celebrate that? It's like, you see this and you, you get this picture of like, oh, you could have, you know, you could, you could, you could learn how to, to harness anger in an effective way. Yeah. Or you could, you know, you could, you could um, have courage and you know, these different traits that we think it's like, those aren't bad. Like those are good. It's just, we gotta, we gotta use them effectively. And I think going back to what you said, full circle is it's, it's that kind of, and I'm having a brain fart cause it's Friday and I'm a dad and you know, it's it's air right now in my brain as I'm trying to capture the word. But you said it earlier. <laughs> it was, um, hey guys, just those listening, therapists also have trouble finding words and language. I'm not the only one. You know, trust me, you're not alone. <laughs> I'm trying to rescue her, Travis. Hello, I'm being vulnerable, uh, John. Yeah, I'm I'm so floundering. Uh, Will, Will, I'm floundering. I called you. I called you, John. So there you go. <laughs> now I you're really mistakes. flustered. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm hot. I feel that. I feel that. I feel. Ooh. No, it's okay. the it's it's self. It's the um. Self-mastery. Oh self-mastery. Thank you. Yeah. That is self-mastery. When you think about that, like if you, that's that's the whole point. It's self-mastery. And, and not only that, that self-mastery, then it doesn't just go towards self, right? It begins with that going inward, which then naturally it will begin to flow outward. Because once right. you master yourself, it starts to just intrinsically happen of like, you then become this different being, so to speak, healthier and more holistic and aware. Because you're not only aware of yourself, you might start there. But it's going right. to naturally bleed out into your relationships with your family, friends, work, the world, neighbors, New York, right, California. It's just going to start to kind of expand. Well, I think, yeah, you, you kind of asked a question earlier. And just to kind of summarize what we're talking about here is like, how do you get to that place? Like, how do you yeah. begin to, well, and it's like, well, you got to develop some, in order to hold that space for other people, you got to find that space within. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And you need to develop a trust of that space too. Like that's a big thing. It's like, but mm -hmm. the only way you gain that trust is through practicing. But also, yeah. and it's not like your practice is always going to be like one happy, joyful moment after another. Like as you begin to sit, and and I think, you know, meditation is such a incredible, it's like, uh, it's, it's, a, it's an incredible tool. Like it, it is something that, to be able to sit and be with yourself, however you that self your yourself is that particular day, mm. or whatever has just happened or whatever is just coming up, like and just to be and hold that space for yourself and, and not beat yourself up for feeling this or doing that or something that happened earlier, you, you know this is what this is like kind of that one of the, the first steps to self mastery mm. is 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 like know thyself right I mean we, mm. we hear it often right, <laughs> um, and you get in by just sitting. And just getting still and getting quiet mm. and and making peace with everything that's going on around you, everything that's going on the inside, the thoughts, the feelings, like the sensations in your body, and just trying to stay in this in this neutral place. Like, you know, just you know, what I you know, the Buddha, you know, his, his, the way he speaks of it is you know, the middle way. Like being mm. in the middle, like not, you know, not no aversion to whatever's going on in the world, but also no craving for anything else. You know, it's like, mm. I mean, and, the, and like, it's good to have attention and goals and do this, but it's like, they're never going to, life is never going to be how you want it to be. I mean, that that's what mm. suffering is. Like when we attach yeah. ourselves to something like that's when we start to suffer, mm. you know, mm. but just to be able to mindfully and through the practice of mindfulness and being present and, and, and getting to calm, right? You, and also that trust of the self, you start to develop a trust to the world mm. and realizing like, oh, instead of the world being a threat right and and if like we talked about earlier and if you're always in this heightened state of anxiety everything you're always in the defensive mode so everything is a threat right but yeah. when we when we eradicate or kind of shift you know 
through using the instruments of the body, using breath work, right? I can Mm. get to the self, but then it's like, and I realized that the world supports me. Like there's a, there's a natural ebb and flow that kind of happens. Like as Mm. I've kind of become more heart centric and, you know, live a passionate life. It's just, I can't believe the doors that open sometimes. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. like where'd this come yeah. from? You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like, but like, but, but I'm also, you know, another thing that can get really kind of weird and esoteric for, for people or men in particular is just like to realizing that we're just energy. Right. Mm. And like the frequency that we put out, right. Is the frequency we're getting back. And yeah, this yeah. is just, this is the way it goes. And it's just, so yeah. what, What's your frequency? You know, and if you're always humming yeah. at the same tune, you know, of like this, you know, this confined masculinity, if you will, then you're just going to keep producing those same results. But yeah, if you start to change, yeah. start to be more open, other things start to happen. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. But yes, but I, I think another thing with, with men and what helps them to do that is getting around a tribe of other good men, or at least mm. other men that are willing to, to, to sit and take this risk and take these steps, but also come back and talk about it because that's like a big thing that's missing amongst men is a real meaningful connection to other men. Yeah. And I think the groups are powerful. Yeah. Groups are powerful. I think that you, because they see other men risk and, and all of a sudden it's like, Ooh, I could, I could, it gives them permission. Like I could risk it. I'm not going to get blasted. Right. It's like, right. No one blasted that guy. That's weird. That's different because I was expecting, but now I'm not getting blasted. So as we wrap up, I'm conscious of the time. Yeah. I would We could keep talking for like 10 more hours, but two things. One, where can we find you? So, you know, the podcast is mentalkingmindfulness.com, you know, and John and I run the show together. So thanks for listening and tuning in. Uh, you know, for me personally, my brand is, uh, you know, if you want to work with me personally or just kind of consume what I'm do- putting out there, you know, I have Will Not Fear, willnotfear.com. So W-I-L-L-N-O-T-F-E-A-R. You know, so that's where most of my stuff is. And then on Instagram, I'm will not fear on, you know, on X, I'm will not fear. And, you know, LinkedIn is a good way to stay connected. Mm. And yeah, that that's, that's me in a nutshell. Will not fear. I've, <laughs> I yeah. found that years no, ago I, from my journaling, from my journaling, right. I just, I started building this whole life and I started realizing that like, you know, I'm going to like, what's the corporation of, I was, it's funny, like through this journaling, and I tell the story just because I think this is like the transformation. You know, I was raised William. I mean, my name is William Schneider, right? My dad is William Schneider. We just have different middle names. So I'm not like a junior or a second. And also my mm-hmm. grandfather's William Schneider. So I'm like waking up to all this and I was raised as Bill. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I was like, I'm not Bill. Like, because I'm not my dad. I love my grandfather too. I'm not that mm-hmm. guy. So I changed the will. And mm-hmm. as I started developing, like, who the fuck is Will Schneider? Uh, you know, I was like, I don't know. This is like back in 2000, 2001. I w- just wrote, you know, Will Not Fear came out one day. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get the email or even for social media. So I, that's just, I've been riding Will Not Fear for, Dude, you know, for that's, over 20 that's years. Like, that's golden. I love it. <laughs> I love it's, that. It's a, it creates creative exercising through journaling, yeah. right? It's uh, yeah, no, it's possible. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And I'm wondering, so everyone listening, everyone's been linked below to find Will his personal stuff, his amazing podcast with John McCaskill, like it's all great. Please go listen to it. Share that by the way, any, anyone listening, go check out that podcast. It's phenomenal. I had a pleasure being on them. It's, it's, it's again, we're, 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 we're in a similar space. And I think it's just another resource to listen to another good spot to kind of really engage this conversation. So um, now for a close, a final close, I'm wondering, you don't have to do this. I know you do this on your show. 
you could yeah. say no to this, but could you oh, yeah. could you kind of bring us to calm for yeah, a short absolutely. one two minutes as we end absolutely. today? Something different? Absolutely. Okay, good. We're gonna do a we're gonna do like a real uh, a breathing technique, and then we'll drop we'll drop in a little bit deeper after this. And we're gonna do like a, a double tap breath, right? So we're gonna cool. take two inhales and like exhale out the mouth, and we're gonna do this five times, and then we're just gonna come back and just try to to keep our breath nice and deep, and that's it. And this is like. You can do this, anybody that's listening, you can do this simple technique anytime that you're feeling all that, you feel the asshole rising up, <laughs> you do this breathing <laughs> technique, right? Or, or it's like you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling this, feeling that, like this will help you to cut through all the thoughts and feelings that are going on in your mind and kind of get you to calm and get you, get you mm. to be clear. And when you get clear, mm. you can really objectively observe like, you know, what, how next to best proceed. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, eyes closed, eyes open, your choice. Let's just start with a nice little exhale out. Shouldn't really get empty, 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 empty. Let's take first inhale through the nose. And then second inhale. And let it go. And again, in, in, out. Let's just do a few more. In. Out. Last two. In. In. Out. Good. And one more big belly breath in. Second breath. Let it go out. And just come back, you know, from a normal breath and just observe without judgment. Just notice how you're feeling right now. Just after doing five rounds of breath, just feel that breath. And when you really, you know, one struggle I see when men start to reclaim their breath, it's like the breath is very often stuck in the chest. But when you drop that breath down into your pelvis, like down, you know, down below your belly button, this is like it affects the vagus nerve it, it shifts over and it tells the body like hey everything's okay i can chill out but you only get there by breathing deep and keeping that deep breath going and you can just in this one two minutes that we just did i'm, I'm sure you can feel the difference in in how you're showing up right now so that's uh mm. yeah thank you travis it's been such a pleasure to be able to do this with you guys yeah no thank yeah. you will um Thank you. That was amazing. That was a good little, I feel, it's amazing every time I do the breath, how simple the concept is. Like, it's not complicated, like you said. Um, the concept is simple. And when you're actually able to engage it, the power it can have. And I've done a lot of practice with this. So it's easier for me to go to that place and even for Will. So mm -hmm. those that are listening, if it was a little, just, you know, if you became aware of like how crazy your your mind is, I think what we would say is you are mindful of how how crazy yeah. your mind is right now. That's actually, that's mindful. Yeah. So you that's not, that's mind. not failing. Yeah. You're not no. failing. You're aware now and with practice. So I, I feel great. I feel calm. And even with the construction going on, but well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Blessing to you and all the work you're doing. Peace, good vibes, all those things to you over there in New York that you have an amazing yeah. rest of your day. Uh, yeah. And we'll we'll talk yeah, soon, my friend. I'm gonna plug <laughs> really quick. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I have yeah, uh, we have a yoga retreat. I'm gonna lead. Ooh. You know, not a lot of experience necessary or no experience yoga experience necessary in February in Guatemala Ooh. with another yoga Ooh. teacher. So nice. maybe want to join us for that February fourth, tenth, and then we have a mindfulness leadership retreat with I'm leading with John McCaskill through the Men Talking Mindfulness podcast in May, Ooh. Colorado Springs. So if you want to take like a, a long weekend and 
dive into mindfulness to to be a better leader within, but also be a, a be a be a better leader in your life and in whatever you know business that you're doing. Come join us. That'll be in May. I think it's some like I don't know, sixteenth, fourteenth, eighteenth, or something like that. So, oh, great! I'll I'll, yeah. I'll uh, yeah, send me those links. So all links will that by the way, everyone will be in the description right. too for both of those retreats and mindfulness experiences and that way if you do please go like absolutely join 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 will join john it's gonna be a great experience i can tell you right now they're they're great guys doing some amazing work so hey will thank you dude you have an awesome rest of your day man thank you travis i appreciate your time thank you everyone for listening thanks for joining and listening today please leave a comment and review the show dads are tough but not tough enough to do this fatherhood thing alone